we will not be held responsible for any hearing impairments or damage caused to you from excessive exposure to this sound. He is mad. He is crazy. Some say he never had any marbles at birth. Or maybe he's onto something. It's the Queery Cast with Larry Queery Die. It's not fearless. Just real talk. And now, here's your host. Welcome to this week's episode of the Criticast. The name is Larry. And yes, oh yeah, episode 199 it is. A whole 199. I promise you that 200 is coming within the next week. So that's going to happen. But what do we have this week? Um, quite a bit, you know, to be honest. Uh, in the second part of the show, I'm going to talk about uh, why I think people are misplacing their passion now. And in the third segment, we're going to be talking about, uh, you know, fun things that you and your partner could do. Uh, to spice up your relationship. But uh, first of all, um, the headlines for this week, some of the big stories this week. Uh, we start off with uh, some good news. Danai Gurira won Best Action Movie Star. She beat the likes of, uh, what's his name, uh, Chadwick Boseman and people like that. And she was the Best uh, Action Movie Star at the E! People's Choice Awards. So shout out to her. And uh, also, another news, Game of Thrones is coming back April 2019. Yeah. Uh, cricket, Zimbabwe lost the second test after winning the first test, but uh, good news, Brendan Taylor scored uh, two, two centuries, back-to-back centuries. And in football, Zimbabwe's football team is going to be taking part in the uh, Africa Cup of Nations uh, qualifier out in, uh, not, I was going to say Sudan, in Liberia. So they, if they get a point there, they've pretty much qualified. Well, they can't be caught after that, can they? And then uh, finally, uh, of the little news bits, and I've gone through the new, little news bits. Oh, there's a cool story you should check out about a woman called Hatifari Mutongi. Uh, she's an 80-year-old who got her degree uh, from the Women's University in Africa, right? Uh, recent, uh, in, at the age of 77, she's a retired teacher. And in the, in the, uh, in the neighborhood of Marlborough, what she's done, she's built a homestead. Uh, where people can just go pay like $3 entry or $1 entry for, 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 for kids, but $3 for older people, where they can experience rural life or traditional life. I don't want to call it rural life. We call it rural nowadays, but traditional life. It's a homestead with a, a rabbit run and you know a cow pen and all, all that other stuff. So it's pretty exciting. I mean, it's, it's such an innovative approach to uh, you know preserving indigenous, indigenous knowledge systems, they call it. So, but the the big story for me this week is the murders that are rising in Zimbabwe. Now, a couple of weeks, uh, weeks and some change ago, um, a lady by the name of Prudence Gold, in fact, yeah, week and some change, was murdered at night while going home and just close to her home. And then, like a week later, another woman was murdered, right, gruesomely. And this is this stuff in, involves stabbings and beatings and stuff like that. And then. Uh, Zalika Khan, who is like a, 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 or the other woman who got murdered, her name is Samantha, by the way, just so they can give a name. And then Zalika Khan, uh, who is a prominent socialite, uh, she was attacked and stabbed and, and stuff like that, uh, pepper sprayed and so forth, uh, in, in violent circumstances. Fortunately, she survived. 
But, I mean, you start wondering what's actually going on. Because it, it is terrible stuff that's happening. It's targeting women because maybe they're physically vulnerable, whatever the case may be. But something's going to happen. We're hearing that, you know, um, the police have done something about it. They've, you know, they've gone and, and arrested some suspects and stuff like that. But you've got to understand that it's, it's bloody terrifying, scary, scary stuff. And, you know, there was an article that came out in one of these daily newspapers and, is, you know, implied that prostitutes are the ones being attacked. First of all, even if prostitutes were the ones being attacked, that's still a terrible thing. But in this instance, these were normal women just going home. Um, I, I'm hearing that uh, Prudence is coming from a church meeting. And everybody knows that, or who came across her, will know that she was a fast-rising motivational speaker. So these are normal people. And it's sad. And I think something's got to be done in as far as helping people along and making sure they're not as vulnerable. And speaking of the police, did you hear this past week that uh, Wicknell Shivayo was arrested? Uh, coming out of court. And at the same time, Genius Janimbi has also been arrested. So drama is happening. Both arrested. It's pretty incredible stuff. Because when you really think about it, you, you know, it, it, it's, I don't know. I, I can't comment on the whole thing. I mean, there's suspicions, according to the ZPC, that one of the people who've been arrested is because of tax evasion of 20, 22 million. And I've come across a lot of people in this country who actually, you know, revel in the fact that they say, oh, we don't pay tax, and they're happy about that. You know, they show off about the fact that they don't pay any taxes. And that's, that's worrying, if you ask us. And then finally, uh, some big passing on, passings on this week. Uh, internationally, uh, we lost uh, Stan Lee, the creator of the Marvel Universe. Like, without him, there will be no Marvel. So rest in peace. And uh, PDD's uh, ex-girlfriend, ex-partner, Kim Porter, for, with whom uh, he had uh, three, uh, three children. She had four children, but one was from a previous relationship with Albie Shaw. Well, she passed away too. Um, apparently she had uh, cardiac arrest, and that's how she passed away. Uh, some say it might be pneumonia. And also passing away this week, uh, the woman who played Amai Huni, Charmaine Mangwende, uh, she passed away this week as well. And sadly, too, gone is uh, Brian Grisike, who used to be part of the Pied Pipers, and penned the song Ruarangu. Uh, you know that famous song? Oh, another fun fact is Charmaine Mangwende actually worked, penned a song um, for the Pied Pipers. So there was, you know, two p people who worked with the Pied Pipers dying in two, uh, a day apart. But sad news, yeah. And it, it's sad. It's really sad. May their souls rest in peace. You can listen to the QueryCast for free on iTunes or Iono FM. And don't forget to subscribe to the QueryCast with Larry Query Rai. It's not fearless, just real talk. So let me quickly tell you about this great initiative that was started on. It's called the 100 Buku Initiative. So we saw that kids wanted to read books or sometimes didn't know that they could read books and stuff like that for leisure because a lot of the time kids are having to read because exams are coming and so forth. And so I just realized that kids don't have 
access to content that don't, that doesn't have anything to do with their traditional learning scape. So we decided that we're going to raise at least 750 books for kids and give away, uh, give away all those books uh, to uh, different areas across the country. Now, all you, this is an initiative of our book club. It's called the Three Mob Book Club. So if you want to join the book club, just go to 3 mob.com forward slash book club and that's what you and then just fill out the form we've got a whatsapp group and we've got a mailing list so we we decided that we would get everybody involved in a campaign to make sure that kids get the opportunity to read books to open their imagination much the same way that i used to get lost in nancy drew the famous fife and so forth as a child i want kids out there in zimbabwe to have that same opportunity now of course we've got partners fresh in a box has come in um and uh also got uh, trm consultants prowl magazine and uh you know there are also some partners that are becoming on board in the next couple of days, which is pretty exciting. I'm excited about that. But the big thing for me is how multi-choice Zimbabwe also came out and said, look, we're just going to use our offices as collection points. So if you go, if you go to any multi-choice office in uh, Harare, Mutare or Bulawayo, you can drop off the books there. We'll go and collect them. But if you're in a different town, you can get in touch with us on Buku at 3 dash mob.com and we will get you in contact with somebody in that area and get and make a plan to make sure that the books can come to where we're storing them as at a center so it doesn't mean that if you're in gueru uh, you you can't uh, take part in, in in the initiative we have made arrangements so that everyone who wants to contribute uh, books uh, can get involved so yeah so do take part it's hashtag 100 buku um, do take part and follow uh, three men on a boat uh, to get more updates on how you can take part in this great initiative. So, uh, it is the Quiddicast. The name is Larry. And so the other day I was just thinking to myself, in fact, the other day is just <laughs> like two days ago. And uh, I was just thinking, like back in the day, I don't want to sound old because then, you know, you know, sound like one of those tawdry old, you know, geezers and stuff like that. But once upon a time, we used to believe in things. You know, people would coalesce around an issue and really fight for, for very specific agendas. And nowadays, I don't know if we believe as much. Much We're fundamentalists without belief. So we've become good at hashtagging and protesting. And almost we have created what I'd call an addiction to protesting. So even if facts are provided that are contrary to what towards that fundamental ideology we're pushing, it's a problem. We, we just don't get involved as much as we used to. You know, I think it's given rise to, it's the reason it's given rise to things like, um, not, you know, Nazist behaviors uh, and, you know, very old world type of thinking where people were very narcissistic, self-serving, you know, pieces of crap, really. 
that's what's happening again. And that is a product, of course, I think, because of the muffling of voices. The, you know, there wasn't a diversity of opinion allowed anymore. Everything was, became so super PC that um, anything was allowed. Uh, you know, that's when you had fundamentalists who say, who traded in hate speech, right? Um, could could get away with it. But even at the same time, certain things that were not necessarily hate speech started being classified as hate speech. So the fundamentalists of the other side, the ones who have strongly held the beliefs that one might look, look down on, I'm like, right now, slavery is coming back and no one is really acting shocked. And at the same time, I also think that there's so many channels of information now. Back in the day, uh, or at some point in time, we all had, had a sort of streamlined way in which, you know, we believed certain things. Now, I don't know if that's a good thing. That's a topic for another day. But that the, the fact that now, even sitting in Zimbabwe, a kid could just decide to adopt a belief of some radicalized elements out of, you know, outer Mongolia or Timbuktu and so forth and decide that that is their belief system means whatever they believe in from where they come from or what they're supposed to believe in from where they come from is no longer taking center stage. So in my opinion, I think we, we, we got to a point where we just over-policed the world. And so people who felt like they had been left out or left behind or ostracized have clapped back. And it's an ugly scene. So I don't know, what do you think about the issues that, that I've presented here? Why do you think that we have gotten to this point where everything almost seems to be allowed and there isn't any fundamental, even the blurring of the lines between good and bad? I know for a fact, I say in my life, I'm both hero and villain. There are times that I'm a hero in my life and sometimes I'm the bad guy. And that's how we all are. And sometimes even the, the, the creation of, you know, sympathy for the anti-heroes. So you've got people like Wilson Fisk and Thanos that have been, existed in literature. Of course, these people are created in terms of ideologies years and years ago. But that is getting into the cultural zeitgeist of our belief systems. So even when politicians lie, we're not saying it's unacceptable. Even when they behave inappropriately, even when somebody rapes we're no longer thinking hmm. we're now saying hmm, must have done something so the victim must have done something and we're offering you know victimhood to people who have no deserving of it oh no in zimbabwe you got the situation where people who are coping who are ridiculously rich are getting away with the most terrible things oh no we need to protect uh, the investment of these people i'm like wait a minute at the expense of everybody else? I mean, they are essentially raping the economy. And then we think, no, you know, we must, we must protect them because, you know, whatever reason. Uh, no, screw the people, they're, they're lazy, or whatever the case may be. It's so weird. I don't know what you think about this topic, because in essence, I mean, I, just to finish off, it was funny today, I was saying on how ridiculous it is that in Cameroon, you have to pay $60,000 to enter to become um, pre president. And then somebody on Twitter is like, yeah, there's a good thing should be higher. In fact, you know, people should actually pay 
uh, even more uh, to, 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 I can't remember what figure they, they proffered. And, and, and I was like, no, but we should be making it easier for people to run for president. You shouldn't run for president because you're rich or you have loads of money. And there was this ultimate defense of the fact that people who are rich should be the people who should rule the country. And I'm like, you're defending oligarchy. Even when I was having the discussion, I was like, why is it that we, we're trying to leave healthcare to, 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 to free market uh, policies? And I'm like, you can't do healthcare, you can't have free market in healthcare because free market essentially says, I go and where I can get the best deal. I go there, I shop for a deal. Now, if, if your leg is falling off or you're, you're, you're in the middle of a cardiac arrest, at no point are you thinking, no, let me decide whether I want to use this doctor or that doctor. Healthcare cannot be left to free markets. You can't decide that I, I want this and, and not that. In fact, in effect, one of the th key things we need to realize in Zimbabwe, since the U.S. dollar, uh, you know, the cash U.S. dollar payment for medicines, is that many people are just no longer going to the doctor. So, so you might have some people buying with, with hardcore U.S. dollars, but a lot of people are just simply not going to the doctor because they just can't afford. But the question is, where is the outrage? among our people. We sit there and we rationalize this and say, yeah, but it makes sense because there's no US dollar. I'm like, what the hell? At what point do you not remember that you don't get paid in US dollars? <laughs> and because you're not getting paid in US dollars, why are you even accepting someone charging you US dollars? And you, you don't defend this. At what point are you going to say, I am not buying this product? We're going to say as a country, we're not doing this. Not for any other reason, but for the simple fact that we just can't afford it. Because when we deposited and earned US dollars at some point, something happened. We don't know what it is. But we don't have those US dollars anymore. But doesn't mean that we shouldn't have access to, to basic health care. Because somebody wants to create a free market economy out of health care. That's my question. At some point, it's got to be enough. Some point you need to coalesce and say we won't pay for it. I'm not I'm not talking about insurgency. I'm not inciting anything. We just got to say, when you walk in into a shop and they tell you they're only selling U.S. dollars, don't buy. But then the problem is, as it stands, you might not buy. But the two people behind you will. And where does it take us? Deeper into poverty.
It is Larry the Criticast here, and uh, the final segment, and as I said, I'm going to give you some fun ideas that you and your partner can do today to spice up your relationship, to keep it fresh and stuff like that. I'm going to run through a couple of ideas, probably like 10, 15, 20, I have no idea. I've just been writing these things down. First and foremost, check out a new neighborhood. So you might be used to having coffee in your neighborhood, your favorite neighborhood. Go and see one in the next uh, neighborhood. Or go and even just like, for example, if you're in Harare, just drive to Norton and go and have coffee in Norton. It might open up your mind. You start think, being inspired about certain things about the future and perhaps even moving to a different neighborhood to keep your, yourself fresh and maybe the opportunities there. And then secondly, secondly uh, plan a themed dinner. So maybe make French food, uh, drink French wine and watch, a, and watch a French movie together. So it's a themed night uh, with your partner. Thirdly, do a concert challenge. Now, this is one that I came across <laughs> uh, that, 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 that was so exciting. You each buy tickets to, show, to a show that you want to see and accompany each other to a concert of your choice. Now, the thing is, because it, 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 what it does is it ensures part, the, both parties get to hear their favorites, right? But also gives the other insights on what your, other par, uh, your partner likes. It can even result in what, what I try to, to, to refer to as shared memories. Uh, another thing you can do is create a dessert sampler. This is for people who like, you know, treats and stuff like that. So, it's, you know, you're talking about entrees and stuff like that and just indulging in new experiences like that can create create a shared sense of enjoyment another thing go and watch a play so if you if you both love to go to movies switch it up go to watch a play or if you just always going to watch plays go and watch movies uh then also have a cocktail date at home get dressed up even all right uh like you're going out but make the drinks at home. That's an awesome one. Try a new workout regimen together. See, right? Couples who, 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 who work out together always, you know, build up, build together or so whatever they are. I don't know, love together or laugh together. I don't know. There's the phrase of some sort. So even you can even go to a specific class that you join. And it's for a, it doesn't have to be for a long period. You can decide just for a month you're joining, joining a new workout class that you're joining, the both of you. Uh, another thing, sit outside and watch the stars come out. I mean, it's so old school. Um, you can even do it in the city. You can just go sit outside, look at the stars. Uh, it works, you know, it, it works on any budget, really. And it's deeply romantic, romantic. If you can go, especially if you can go to somewhere that's quiet, you can have conversations, you know. Uh, you could even decide to have, you could even get corny and, you know, say, okay, if there's a shooting star, what would you wish for and stuff like that? Or even name stars and stuff like that. Visit a museum, okay? I, I know a lot of people don't even think about this, but there's great museums in Harare and Bulawaya and other parts of the country just go there, you know, sometimes even find a cool exhibit that's happening at your, at your local art gallery and explore art together. Massages, dole out massages, you know, a massage always works. You can even do it right now. And But I want you to, don't just like do the basic massage, get the fancy oils, oils rather, uh, get into some skimpy clothes, take turns, you know, and really uh, feel each other up. Um, another thing that you can do is you can bake a cake for a fun milestone. So, for example, 
um, third celebrated third month at a job. So a month, a month, a, 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 an anniversary, for example, for the last time that you had, for the, from the first time you had sex. So instead of just saying we're going to do dinner, bake a cake. It's a shared experience. Have a board game night for just the two of you. So maybe you want to play chess, Monopoly, Scrabble, Connect Four, and you know just spend the night just playing games. Uh, buy, a, uh, if, especially if you're if you're into sport, buy tickets to a sports game in a different city, so you can decide that I'm going to go watch FC Platinum as a shout out. <laughs> you know, I'm just going to get they're the champions, so I'm going to give them a shout out, congratulations to them. Uh, Try to this was this was fun that I tried once when I was dating somebody to recreate each other's favorite dishes from when you were when you were children, right? So some of the things that it 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 is a results in story swapping because suddenly you'd cre- you're telling memories of in in a very organic way about things that had happened when you were young. Oh, I used to cry for this particular dish and so forth. For me, funny thing is I really liked vegetables when I was young. That well, is funny, yeah. Um, you create a little book club for the both of you. So even have a book club re- review night. So you're reading a book and uh, you have your own intimate book club. Yeah. Uh, funny one that, that if you can afford it is just pick a random spot on a map and go there together. Yeah. Just like, yeah. You, you pack your favorite snacks and make a whole outing of it. Another thing um, go offline for a night. No wireless, no TV, no phones, just the two of you. And you do something that is not sex. Okay, so, so be like really interested in deeper conversation and really connect by laughing together. I know someone is asking, probably thinking about this next one, go camping. Yeah, escape the rest of the world for a weekend and enjoy the outdoors, just the two of you. And then uh, watch each other's favorite TV show. I remember there was a time I was dating uh, and this girl used to watch uh, soap operas and I'm just not into soap operas. But suddenly I found myself watching your South African basic soap operas and I was like, yo, well, what a minute. What's just happened in Isabaya? And as I got involved and she would watch my favorite uh, shows and stuff like that. So it became a thing. So that is also shared experiences and seeing into uh, uh, you, you check out and check insights into each other's um, in, uh, lives. Now, another one is create a mini garden together. So that's something that's a project that you, uh, that you, that you guys can go out together. And sometimes you can even make it something, uh, uh, you know, profitable. Yeah, um, a couple of other ideas I was thinking, like a pizza crawl, so you can decide, okay, like, can I, can I taste a couple of different pizzas? Again, with a pie crawl or whatever it is. So, it, you have, there's so many things. This is some of the things, as I said, that you can do to spice up your relationship, getting excited, because it's easy for you to get really drawly and stuff like that, because you're always thinking about the economy, always connected, always working, always getting involved in something that isn't really as much fun as you'd like to be. Yeah. So that's that. Happy doing whatever it is with your partner. 
And yeah, and this works, of course, with married people, with people who are just dating and so forth. That's why I say it specifically to do with your partner. And with that, I say thank you very much for joining me on this week's episode of The Quiddicast. Uh, do get in touch with me, Larry, at 3-mob.com, on Twitter, at Quiddirai, or just any other social media. Just look for Larry Quiddirai. Uh, Quiddirai is spelled with a Y-I at the end. And then, of course, uh, you can also uh, catch me on ZFM Stereo on um, Mondays between 7.30 and 8.30. On Tuesdays, um, I think it's now going to be 7.30 and 9 p.m. And on Wednesday between 7.30 and 8.30, check whatever frequency you can listen to. But you can also listen over the internet. Just look for ZFM Stereo and find out how you can listen to over the internet. That's mainstream radio. And also, um, you'll find out at the end about where, where, how you can always get, get uh, be connected to the, to the cast. And yeah, and, and I say once again, thank you very much for joining me. I really appreciate the, appreciate you taking time to listen to the show. Um, and I, it, it just humbles me a lot that you have taken your personal time to listen to what I had to say today. I'm back with you next week or on the next episode. It might be like, it should be next week. Come on, I'm going to get 200. <laughs> I have to hit 200. <laughs> oh, it's been that. It's been the Criticast. Take care of yourself. You can listen to the Quiddicast for free on iTunes or IONO FM. And don't forget to subscribe to the Quiddicast with Larry Quiddirai. It's not fearless, just real talk.